Remember, this this society has messed up. Remember, this society has messed you up so much that man as such is almost on the verge of going insane. All love has disappeared, all communication has disappeared, all friendship has disappeared, all aesthetic sensitivity has disappeared. People have become like zombies. They talk to each other. Yet they don't talk, they don't meet. This society is an ill society. And when I say this society, I mean all the societies that exist in the world. More or less, in this world, in this way or that, they are ill. Because in the past, for centuries, we have been creating a model. Of a human being that is wrong. We are giving people ideals and saying, unless you fulfill these ideals, you will never be worthy. And those ideas are impossible. We are giving people ideas of being perfect. And once the idea of being perfect. Ah. Being perfect enters in one's being, it turns one into a neurotic. Accept your limitations. Accept your imperfections. That's what it means to be a human being. And accept yourself as you are. Ah. Accept yourself as you are, with joy, not in helplessness, because existence accepts you. This is my basic teaching. Existence accepts you, so accept yourself. Love yourself. Let there be a great upsurge of self love. One of that love you, one of that love, you will start becoming creative. A person who loves himself is bound to become creative. I am not saying you will become famous. I'm not saying that you'll be a Picasso or a Ezra Pound or a Pablo Neruda. No, you may be. You may not be. But that is irrelevant. The real thing is to enjoy creativity. Whatsoever you do, do it with joy. Bring your total intelligence to bring your total intelligence to it. Be meditative in it. You say and you say that God is within me. I realize I'm looking inside for some concept. I got it from the outside. That kind of God you will never find within you. You will have to drop all the concepts that have been given to you from the outside because God is not a person. No picture of God exists. No statue is possible. God is an experience. 
if you have the idea of God that your that your parents and your society have given to you, you will go inside with that idea, and that idea will be the hindrance. It will not allow you to see that which is. You, it will not allow you to see that which is. The God is that which is. It needs no concepts to see. Concepts blind you. Drop all concepts. If you really want to go in, go as an agnostics, agnostic. If you really want to go in, go as an agnostic. Not theist, not an atheist, agnostic. This word is beautiful. You must have heard the word gnostic. Gnostic means one who knows. Gnos gnosis means knowledge. Agnostic means one who knows not. Agnostic means one who knows only one thing that he knows not. Be an agnostic. That is the beginning of real religion. Don't believe. Don't disbelieve. Don't be a Hindu. Don't be a Jaya. Don't be a Jaina. And don't be a Christian. Otherwise, you will go on groping in darkness forever and forever. Unless you drop all ideologies, all philosophies, all religion, all religions, all systems of thought, and go inside empty, go inside empty, with nothing in your hand, with no idea, how can you have an idea of God? You have not known him, just go, with a great desire to know, but with no idea of knowledge, with intensity to know, with a passionate love to know what is there, but don't carry any ideas given to you by others. Drop them outside, that is the greatest barrier for the seeker on the path of truth. I love that. God is there, but you cannot see because your eyes are blinded by the concepts given to you. God is not a Jew, so if you have a Jewish idea of God, you will not find him. I have heard a beautiful story about a Sufi mystic, Farid. One night he dreams. One night he dreams that by the grace of Allah, he has reached paradise, and the whole of paradise is decorated, millions of lights and flowers everywhere. Some celebration is going on, and great music. He inquires, what is going on? They say, this is God's birthday. We are celebrating it. You have come at the night. You have come at the right time. So he stands underneath a tree to see what is happening because a great procession starts moving on the road. A man is sitting on the horse. He inquires, who is this man?
and they say, Don't you know him? He is Hajrat Muhammad. And then millions and millions of people appear behind him. And he asks, Who are these people? And he's replied, They are Muhammadans, followers of Muhammad. Then and then comes Jesus, and millions are following him. And then comes Krishna on his golden chariot, and millions again are following him, and so on and so forth. The procession continues, continues, continues. Then finally, in the end, on an old donkey, an old man is coming. Nobody is behind him. He is just alone. Farid starts laughing. Looking at this man, it is hilarious. Nobody following him. And why should he be going on his donkey? He asks, Who are you, sir? I have seen Muhammad, Christ, Krishna, Mahavira, Buddha. Who are you? You look like a kind of joke, and nobody following you. And the old man is very sad, and he said, Yes, I'm God. <laughs> this is my birthday. But some people have become Mohammedans, some have become Christians, and some have become Jews, some have become Hindus. Nobody is left to be with me. Just out of shock, Farid woke up. He told his disciples the next day, now I'm no longer a Mohammedan. The dream has been a great revelation. Now I'm no longer part of my, I'm no longer part of any organized religion. I'm simply myself. I'd like to be with God, at least one person following him. If you have a certain idea of God, you will not be able to see him. Your very idea will become a barrier. Drop all ideas that you have gathered from out without. Only then can you go within. You say, it is like looking down into a well in the night. I see reflections and I think it is the bottom, but it is only the surface. Even when I know I need only let go and wait rather than looking for anything, that is true. Stick with that insight. If you are looking for something, you will not be able to see. Because the, the very idea of looking for something means that you have an idea of what you are looking for. To look for something is a kind of blindness. Ah, I like this one. To look for something is a kind of blindness because you already have an idea about what you are about. Uh, you already have a certain idea of what you are looking for. Otherwise, you cannot look for. Yeah, that's true. 
Seeing happens only when you are not looking for anything in particular. You are just there, open, available. So whatsoever is, is revealed. Don't look for God if you want to see Him. Just wait. Let go and wait. God is a happening. If you are silent, open, loving toward your own being, conscious, it is going to happen. And any moment when you are in the right tuning, tuning with existence, it will happen. God is there. You are there. Just right tuning is needed. And that's what I'm teaching to you. Right tuning. Dropping all ideologies helps you to be rightly tuned. And once you are in tune with existence, that is bliss. You have come home. Beautiful. One of the most beautiful and relaxing spaces I know is the one of yes. And an acceptance of myself and others. Would you like to talk about yes as part of the rebellion? The ordinary connotation of rebellion will be easier with no than with yes. Will be easier with disobedience than with obedience. Will be easier with doubt than with trust. But that is the ordinary connotation of the word. The rebellion I'm talking about is certainly a no to the past, to all that is superstitious, to all that has harmed humanity, to all that has hindered the growth of human consciousness. To all that has made the world a hell. But that but this is not the basic part of rebellion. The fundamental part of the rebellion is yes. Yes to a new man, yes to a new woman, yes to a new kind of love relationship, yes to a new world without families, without nations, without religions, yes to a whole humanity. As one family, yes to a world of peace, love, joy, with to me, which to me are the basic components of re- basic components of religiousness. Yes to a world full of songs and music, and dance and creativity. The no part is very small. The no part. Is just like demolishing an old building that is dangerous to live in, which can fall at any moment, which is not going to remain for long, and it is better to demolish it. Otherwise, it will kill people. The no part is just the way the sculptor works on the stone, cutting pieces away. From the rock, that is the no part. But the yes part is the creation of a beautiful Gautama Buddha or a Jesus Christ. Every creation needs, as a preparation, some destruction, some destruction of the wild 
some destruction of the wild weeds to create a garden of roses. That much no is absolutely essential, but it is the service of yes. You say one of the most beautiful and relaxing spaces I know is the one of yes. But you should not forget that a yes cannot exist without a no, preparing for the way for it. This is the dialectics of life. Dialectics of life. To create something, something else has to be destroyed. You cannot create something without destroying something else. I've heard about an old church. It was an it was so ancient that people had stopped going in, because even a strong wind and the church would start swaying. It was so fragile; any moment it could fall. Even the priest had started giving his sermons outside the church, far away in the in the in the in the open ground. Finally, the board of trustees had a meeting. Something had to be done, but the trouble was that the church was very ancient. It was the glory of the town. The town was famous far and wide because of the because of the old church. Perhaps it was the oldest church in the world. It was not possible to demolish it and make a new one. But it was also dangerous to let it remain as it was. It was going to kill a few people. Nobody had been going in for years. Even the priest was not courageous enough to go in, because who knew at what moment the church would simply collapse. So something had to be done. The board was in a very great dilemma. Something had to be done, and yet nothing should be done because that church was so ancient. And with things that are ancient, man has been in such deep attachment. So they passed a solution with four clauses in it. Clauses. Clauses. Okay, clause clauses. In it. First was that we will make a new church, but it will be exactly the same as the old. It will be it will be made of the same material the old one is old is made of. Nothing new will be used in it, so it remains ancient. It will be made in the same place where the old church stands, because that place has become holy by its. Ancientness, and the last thing in their resolution was, we will not demolish the old church until the new is ready. <laughs> they were all happy that they had come to a conclusion, but who is going to ask those idiots? How are you going to do it? The old should not be demolished till the new one, the new was ready, 
and the new had to be made of everything the old was made of in the same place where the old was standing with exactly the same architecture the old had. Nothing new could be added to it. The same doors, the same windows, the same glass, the same bricks, everything that would be used had to be from the old church. And finally, the old, the old should not be touched till the new was ready. When the new is ready, then we can demolish the old. Such is the human mind. It clings to the old. But it also wants the new. And then it tries to find some compromise that at least the new should be like the old. But a few things are impossible. Nature just won't nature just won't allow them. First you have to say no and you have to learn to say no with a loving heart. Because you are saying it in the service of yes. It is not negative at all. Just because it is no does not mean it has to be negative. In a lang- in language in language it is negative but in reality if it is in the service of yes it is a service of yes how can i how can it be negative that which serves the opposite that which serves the opposite perhaps the ground for the positive prepares the way for the positive to come in cannot be negative my rebel has a heart full of yes but this i but he, my rebel has a heart full of yes but this yes but his yes is not important his but his yes is not impotent his yes is capable of saying a thousand no's in the service of yes. He will destroy everything that prevents the new from being born. He will destroy all old ties, all old chains, all old jails, psychological, spiritual, in the service of freedom, in the service of love, in the service of truth. Then, the no goes through a transformation. It becomes part of a bigger yes. And a yes that has no part in it, which is capable of destroying. That yes remains impotent because it cannot create. There is no creation possible without destruction. So remember one thing. Destruction should not in itself be the goal, then it is ugly, then it is simply no, then it is only negative, then it is against life and against existence. Every destruction should be in the service of some creativity, then it is not negative, then it is not in the service of death, it is in the service of life. It is life affirmative. 
and to transform no into yes is the whole art of meditative revel. Meditative revel. 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 The ordinary revel starts enjoying destruction and he forgets completely what he is destroying for. Destruction becomes a goal unto itself. Disobedience becomes his ego, his stubbornness, his adamant attitude toward life. I don't want political rebels. I want spiritual rebels whose concern is not with destruction at all. They will not destroy even a small thing unless it is absolutely needed for the new creation, for the new world. Paddy put $5 into the collection plate at his church. What? Paddy asked the priest. Happens to all this money? What happens to all this money? It goes to the Lord, answered the priest. Oh, well, said Paddy, removed his $5 from the plate. I'm 75 years old. I'm bound to see the Lord before a young man like you, and I can give it to him personally. This seems to be an absolutely positive attitude. What is the point of giving $5 to a young priest when you are going to meet the Lord before him? Withdraw your $5. It is better to give it personally rather than through a mediator who is going to take his commission. And who knows whether it ever reaches to the Lord or not. There is no guarantee. You have to remember not to be serious about anything but to remain playful. Non-serious. Because the more playful and non-serious you are, the more clear, the clearer is your understanding. A serious man stops understanding. He has already taken a certain attitude, fixed, unchanging. He has become a prejudiced. Your yes should not be a prejudice. Otherwise, it will not be yes in the sense I'm talking about. My yes implies no in it. My creativity implies destruction in it because without the no the yes becomes impotent no has certain qualities which yes does not have just don't let no become your master and your boss yes remains your higher value yes remains your highest value and no becomes a servant and there is not a problem with no no has a beauty of its own. When it is just a shadow of yes, it is immensely beautiful. And a person who cannot say no, his yes has no meaning at all. So I teach you yes as the ultimate value, the end. And no has to be its means. 
then you are using the whole dialectical process of life. Then you are using the opposites for a single purpose. You are transforming the diametrical oppositeness into a complementary organic unity. Diametric, oppos diametric oppositeness into a complementary organic unity. Okay. Chapter 2 Understanding is Freedom. Every society takes care to make the mind stronger and stronger so that if there is any conflict between heart and mind, the mind is going to win. But every victory of the mind over the heart is a misery. It is a victory over your nature, over your being, over you, by others, and they have cultivated your mind to serve their purpose their purposes okay the priests and nuns and relatives that shaped my life are now old and dried up most are dead it seems worthless to rebel against those helpless old people i'm not the priest and the doctrines I feel that to rebel against anything outside myself is a waste of time and just simply not to the point. This makes the situation much more frustrating and entangled. It seems the self must rebel against the self. I accept that it is not the essential self, the original face that has to do the rebelling. It is the trained self, the subverge, subterge, sub, subterfuge. But that is the only self I have or know with which to do the rebelling. How does the subterfuge rebel against the subterfuge? The rebellion I'm talking about is not to be done against anybody. It is not really a rebellion, but only an understanding. You are not to fight with the outer priests, nuns, parents, no. And you are not to fight either with the inner priests, nuns, parents. Because outer or inner, it doesn't matter. They are separate from you. The outer is separate. The inner, too, is separate. The inner is only the reflection of the outer. You are perfectly right in saying it seems worthless to rebel against those helpless old people. I'm not telling you to rebel against those old helpless people. And I'm not telling you either to rebel against all that they have put inside you. If you rebel against your own mind, it will be a reaction, not a rebellion.
Note the difference. The reaction is out of anger. A reaction is violence. A reaction is violent. In a reaction, you become blind with rage. In a reaction, you start moving to the other extreme. For example, if your parents have been teaching you to be clean and take a bath every day, and this and that, and you have been taught from the very beginning that cleanliness, cleanliness is next to godliness. And one day, you start rebelling. What will you do? You will stop taking a bath. You will start living in filth. People do that. They were taught cleanliness is next to godliness. Now they are thinking that filthiness is next to godliness. Dirtiness is next to godliness. From one extreme, they have moved to the other. This is not rebellion. This is rage. This is anger. This is revenge. And while reacting to your parents and their so called ideas of cleanliness, you are still attached to the same idea. It is still haunting you. It is still powerful over you. It is still dominant. It is still decisive. It still need it still decides your life. Although you have become the opposite of it, but it but it decides. You cannot take a bath easily. You are reminded of your parents who used to force you to take a bath every day. Now you don't take a bath at all. Who is dominating you? Your parents still. Still, what they have done to you, you have not been able to undo. This is reaction. This is not rebellion. <clears throat> Then, what is rebellion? Rebellion is pure understanding. You simply understand what is the case. Then you are no longer neurotically obsessed with cleanliness. That's all. You don't become a queen. Cleanliness has its own beauty. One should not be obsessed by it because obsession is ill. <clears throat> For example, a person continuously washing his hands the whole day in, is neurotic. For example, a person continuously washing his hands the whole day is neurotic. Washing of the hands is not bad, but just washing your hands the whole day is mad. But from washing your hands the whole day, If you move to no washing, you stop washing forever. Then again, you are trapped in another kind of madness, the opposite kind. <clears throat> the man of understanding washes his hand when it is needed. <clears throat> when it is not needed, he is not obsessed with it. He is simply natural, spontaneous about it. He lives intelligently. That's all. And there is no 
There is not much difference in obsession and intelligence if you don't watch very minutely. If you come across a snake on the road and you jump, naturally you jump out of fear. But this fear is intelligence. If you are unintelligent, stupid, then you will not jump out of the way and you will unnecessarily invite danger into your life. The intelligent person will jump immediately. The snake is there. It is out of fear. But this fear is intelligent, positive, life serving. But this fear can become obsessive. For example, you cannot sit in a house. Who knows? It may fall. And houses have been known to fall. That is true. Sometimes they have fallen. They are not absolutely wrong. You can argue that if other houses have fallen, why not this one? Now you are afraid of now you are afraid to live under my under any roof. It may fall. This is obsession. Now it is becoming unintelligent. It is good to be aware that you eat clean food. But I know a man, a great poet. Once he traveled with me, his wife told me, Now you will know how difficult it is to live with this man. I said, What is the matter? She said, You will know yourself. He would not drink any tea, any water, anywhere. It was so difficult because he would say, Who knows if there are germs in the tea or the water? He would not eat any restaurant. He would not eat in any restaurant. It was such a problem. He would have to travel for 36 hours on the train and he would be starving and thirsty and he would not drink water. I tried in every way to persuade him. He said, No, who knows if there are germs then? It is better, he said, to starve for sixty for thirty six hours and not to eat. I'm not going to die. Don't be worried. <clears throat> But I could see the man was torturing himself. It was hot summer and he was thirsty. I tried in every situation. Oh, I tried in every station. I brought soda, I brought Coca Cola. And everything. He said, Forget all about it. I cannot take anything unless I'm absolutely certain. What is the certainty? What is the guarantee? <clears throat> and he is not absolutely wrong. That is true. You know India and you know Indian st stations and Indian restaurants. You know, he is right. But now this is carrying the logic too far. I told him, Then you should stop breathing too. He said, Why? I said, Who knows? What is, what is the guarantee? Stop breathing. Either drink this water or stop breathing. <clears throat> Then he was brought to his senses because I was really angry. Why do you go on breathing? Who knows? There may be germs. There are germs everywhere. He drank a cup of tea, but the way he drank, 
His face, I cannot forget. It has been ten years by now, but I cannot forget his face. As if I was killing him. I was a murderer, and he was obliging me. At the next station, he got down and he said, I cannot travel with you. I will go back home, I said. What is the matter? He said. You were so angry, and it seems that you would start beating me or something. And you said, Don't breathe anymore. How can I stop breathing? I said. I was just giving you an argument that if you can breathe, then why not drink the water? It is the same Indian water as the Indian air. Don't be worried. <clears throat> He refused to travel with me. I had to travel alone. He went back home, and since then, I have not seen him. One can become obsessive about anything, anything that may be intelligent within boundaries may become neurotic if you stretch it too far. Reaction is moving to the other extreme. One can become obsessive about anything, about anything, anything that may be intelligent within boundaries. May become a neurotic. Anything that may be intelligent within boundaries may become neurotic if you stretch it too far. Reaction is moving to the other extreme. <clears throat> Rebellion is a very deep understanding, a profound understanding of a certain phenomenon. And rebellion always keeps you in the middle, it gives you Balance. You're not to fight with anybody, the nuns, the priests, the, the parents, outside or inner. You're not to fight with anybody because in a fight, you will not know where to stop. In a fight, one loses awareness. In a fight, one starts moving to the extreme. You can watch it. <clears throat> For example, just sitting with your friends, by the way, you say, that movie I went to yesterday was not worth seeing. You may have mentioned it just by the way, but then somebody says, You're wrong. <clears throat> I have seen, I have also seen the movie. It is one of the most beautiful pictures ever made. Now you are provoked, challenged. You become argumentative. You say it is worthless, the most worthless thing, and you start criticizing. If the other also insists, you become more and more angry, and you start saying things you have not even thought about. And later on, if you look back and see the whole phenomenon, That had happened, you will be surprised that when you had mentioned that it was not worth going to, it was a very mild statement. But the, by the time you finished with the argument, you had moved to the extreme. You had used all that was possible, 
all the nasty words that you know. <clears throat> you could condemn in any way. You used all your skills of condemnation. You were not ready to do that in the beginning. If anybody had opposed you, you might have forgotten all about it. You might never made you might never have made such strong statements. It happens when you start fighting with it happens when you start fighting. You tend to move to the extreme. I'm not teaching you to fight with your conditionings. Understand them. And become more intelligent about them. Just see how they dominate you, how they influence your behavior, how they have shaped your personality, how they go on affecting you from the back door. Just watch, be meditative. And one day, when you have seen the working of your conditionings, suddenly a balance is attained. In your very understanding, you are free. Suddenly, a balance is attained. In your very understanding, you are free. Understanding is freedom, and that freedom I call rebellion. Understanding is freedom, and that freedom I call rebellion. The real rebel is not a fighter, he's a man of understanding. He simply grows in intelligence, not in anger, not in rage. You cannot transform yourself by being angry against your past. You cannot transform yourself by being angry against your past. Then the past will continue to dominate you. Then the past will remain the center of your being. The past will remain your fo focus. You will remain focused, attached to the past. You may move to the very other extreme, but still, you will be attached to the past. Be aware of it. That is not the way of meditator. That is not the way of a sannyasin. Sannyas is rebellion. Rebellion through understanding. Just understand. You, you pass by the side of a church and deep desire arises in you to go inside and pray. Or you pass by the side of a temple and unconsciously you bow down to the deity of the temple. Just watch. Why are you doing these things? I'm not saying to fight. I'm saying to watch. Why do you bow down to the temple? Because you are taught that this temple is the right temple, that the deity of this temple is the real image of God. Do you know? Or have you just been told and you have been following it? Watch, seeing it, that you are just repeating a program that has been given to you, that you are just playing a tape in your head, that you are being automatic, robotic, Robot-like, robot-like, you will stop bowing. Not that you will have to make any effort. 
you will simply forget all about it. It will disappear. It will leave you without any trace. In reaction, the trace is there. In rebellion, there is no trace. It is utter freedom. And you also ask, who is to fight with whom? That question arises only if it has to be a fight. Because it is not going to be a fight, the question does not arise. You have just to be a witness, and the witnessing is your original face. The one who witnessed is your real consciousness. That which is witnessed is conditioning. Ah, that which is witnessed is conditioning. The one who witnessed is the divine source of your being.